Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. Brian Semling is an experienced entrepreneur with over 25 years in business. He is the founder and CEO of Blitz Innovation. He has built several brands such as Brian's Toys, a collectible toy business, to several Amazon FBA brands like Strictly Bricks and Clever Creations. His latest adventure is Rovox, a modern athleisure footwear brand which can be found at rovoxfootwear.com. On the podcast, Brian will talk with other entrepreneurs and social media influencers about their entrepreneurial journey, from what it takes to start and run a business to how they may continue to grow their brands and where they see themselves in their businesses in the future. And now, here's your host, Brian Semley. Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. I'm Brian Semley. Today, our guest is Ryan Reed, the owner and founder of Thrive Specialized Training. Welcome, Ryan. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Ryan, excited to have you on the uh, show today. Um, we've had a few minutes to chat just getting started here, mm -hmm. and it's been a lot of fun. I'd love for you to just tell our audience the uh, the story, the journey that you've been on from uh, you know childhood to where you're at today. Yeah, yeah. So born and raised in San Diego. You know, from eight, nine years old, basketball was my life. Uh, the very one-track mind, very all or nothing attitude. And, you know, it helped me, you know, grow into a professional basketball player from nine years old. It was, it was play ball, do homework, play ball, do homework. So, you know, that got me to high school. Like I went to state championships in high school, went to college, you know, I uh, was able to have all American honors, was able to lead the nation in three point field goals and lead my league in scoring. So it was a great college career. And then I took my, um, through my talents overseas and played in Cyprus, played in England, and I played in Spain. And for me to, you know, be a 23-year-old, you know, kind of going into manhood, having those years of being uncomfortable was a huge advantage for me. At the time, um, I didn't know that because, you know, if anyone has ever played overseas, they know it's not all milk and cookies, you know, that you go through things, you go through you know, being lonely, you go through not having family there, uh, you go through, you know, not getting paid on time, not having a working vehicle, you know, having to fight your way through the, the language barrier. So, you know, it was it was great to play basketball and to be able to get paid to, you know, perform my passion, but you go through difficulties. And so, you know, at 27, I had a career ending back, uh, career ending back injury which at 27, you know, as an athlete, especially basketball, that's when you come into your prime. So for me to have to end my career when I thought my prime was starting was a very, very hard for me to accept. I went through, you know, a lot of, um, you know, mental health struggles for a couple months because basketball was all I knew. I didn't know anything else. And if you're an athlete, you can attest to this, that we put our all into our sport and we don't have backup plans. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's either you make it or, you don't, but you better make it. So for a couple months, I was kind of just finding my way. I had to go back home, you know, live with my grandmother. You know, I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. 
I didn't even have any kind of, you know, path for a career, which was extremely hard for me to accept. So I was like, you know what? I enjoy lifting weights. Let me try my hand at being a trainer. And at the time it wasn't for, you know, this is my career. It was, let me get enough money so I can move out of my grandma's house and get my own place. Um, you know, within that first couple of months of, you know, training family, that's all really, you know, I had, because this was before Instagram, this was before ads, this is before TikTok. I had no way to get my name out there. So I was just training family and I developed a really strong passion for helping people. And it didn't seem like work to me. You know, I would go and train and it would be over. And I was like, this is not work. I helped someone become better today and I got paid for it. So that love developed early, um, about six months into that, you know, I'm still trying to get enough money to, to, to move out. One of my best friends at the time who played for the Phoenix Suns, he said, hey, Ryan, come to Scottsdale. I'll give you a little bit of an in. I'll introduce you to some club owners. Maybe you can train uh, their employees and whatnot. I was like, you know what? I'll just go. I have nothing to lose. So I moved to Scottsdale. It's 2012, 2012. You know, I didn't know one person. I only knew one person. I didn't have any clients. I didn't have anything. I totally moved my life. And from then I put my head down and I went to work. Uh, you know, as an athlete, you're taught to be better, to work hard. If you're not there yet, then you got to work, you got to work your ass off to get there. You know, you persevere. And so for that first two, three years, that's all I did. You know, I worked seven days a week. I didn't take any days off. I worked 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you wanted to train, I was going to take you. I don't care if I'd have a lunch break. I don't care if I didn't eat that day. I'm going to train you. And so that's what I did for honestly about five, six years. And, you know, I built my business around, you know, having a good product. I was going to train you well. I was going to go the extra mile to make sure your form is right. I'm not going to just stand over you and say good job or just on my phone. I'm going to be involved in you getting better. I'm going to make sure you're doing things right. And so that, you know, doing that over and over again for five, six years gave me a good reputation. And my before and afters were crazy. And for anyone who's a trainer, the, the one thing that you have to have is you have to have good before and afters. People don't care how you train. They want to see, does it work? If they don't see that, then what's their motive to come train with you? So I was able to have really good before and afters. And when I got those, you know, 10, 20, 30 progress pictures, it, it took off. And so I was able to now hire trainers under me because I was so full. I couldn't take everybody. So I then started to hire trainers that worked for me. And I would give the clients who wanted to train with me to them. Um, and of course, you know how that works. You, you take a cut of that. And so now, you know, I'm making a business out of this now. You know, it's, I'm still working every day, but now I'm, I'm able to, you know, make money when I'm not working. So that's my first taste of that, having a business. And so that went well. I have, over my career, I probably had 15, 20 trainers work for me in my business. And then from there, I decided, you know what? I'm limiting myself to just people in Phoenix. I don't like that. I'm going to start an online program. And so the online program has been very well for me. I was able to retire last year. I don't do training anymore. I don't have any trainers who work for me anymore. Everything is online. You have about a thousand uh, great women from all over the world on my online program. I was able to develop seven or eight fitness products along with one that's a patent that's never been created before. I'm very excited about that. And just different avenues of fitness. I was able to get my Instagram and my TikTok to a high following. And so, you know, 
keeping that passion, keeping that sincerity about training was able to, for me to do all these different things. Yeah. It's fascinating how you, um, turned obviously a kind of a tragic, uh, injury, uh, certainly from your yeah. standpoint at that time, it was like devastating, not just horrible, but your whole life was just kind of changed. Yes. Um, to, you know, kind of turning lemons into lemonade where you, uh, you made in essence, a part-time job to, to survive yeah. into a job and then career. And then really, it sounds like over the last five, maybe six, seven years, a real business basically to the point yeah. where now you're, you've scaled, you don't, you've, like you said, you've retired from face-to-face mm-hmm. um, training and now you're training a thousand plus people remotely through your programs. You've created uh, products fitness products and you're, um, and you've got large, you know, uh, social followings basically. So you've really mm-hmm. gone from, you know, being on your back and not, uh, not knowing where you were going to go, not probably being confident about the future, feeling bad for yourself, which who wouldn't at that point mm-hmm. to, you know, just kicking butt and, uh, yeah. great. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. One thing that stood out to me as you were talking about, you know, starting your business, uh, out in, Arizona, where you know you were available seven days a week from whatever you said seven in the morning mm-hmm. to seven at night or six or you know whatever it was, and that reminded me for for my business for the first few years it was the same way. I mean, initially I started in high school, so I couldn't. But once I was into college and especially like the summer between a spring semester to fall semester, you know, I had a couple summers or one summer in particular. I remember where I like literally just worked every day from when school got out to when school started, and it was Sundays and you know, typically 12 hour days or longer, maybe not on Sundays Mm -hmm. every week, but it was for sure five or six hours on Sundays. And it was like, Hey, I was in the toy business. still am actually, but if somebody wanted to buy or sell a toy, like, you know, I I didn't have the most money or the most experience, but I was not going to be outworked basically. So exactly. Just like you were there. Like if someone wanted to book a a slot at whatever, 7 PM on a Saturday, most trainers would be like, I'm going to be not working right now. You're right. right, Sign me up. Let's go. Yep. And maybe that's not forever, right? That's maybe not sustainable forever. But when you're mm-hmm. starting, that's the uh, you have to that mindset makes it really hard to fail, basically, right? When you're just willing exactly. to go up, and so I can yep. appreciate that firsthand. Um, so it sounds exciting, I guess. Tell us about some of the challenges. So we we know the injury and so forth, and that was clearly a major challenge yeah. at a point in your life. But as you started your business. Um, and you started to have some success. What were some of the challenges that you faced along the way at that point in your career? Mm-hmm. Of course. So if you're going to be great at anything or you're going to become great at anything, there are going to be people who don't like that. You know, I have heard many quotes saying, if you don't have any haters, you're not doing well enough. And so, you know, me coming into the fitness space, coming from a basketball background was something that people you know, question me about because I didn't come from bodybuilding. I didn't do physique shows and most trainers, that's what they do. They lift weights for a living and they go compete in shows. I'm not bulky. I'm not jacked. And so I come from an athletic background. So, you know, coming into a fitness space where they thought I didn't belong, you know, that made me work harder. And, you know, my whole thing is form. You know, I dubbed myself the form king or whatever, because I study my ass off. I'm making sure I know how to teach my clients good form because there was not going to be any way that people thought 
I didn't know my stuff. So it motivated me to work even harder. But, you know, and besides that, as you come up, there are going to be, you know, slow seasons, you know, summer in Arizona is a very slow period for training. So, you know, you got to overcome that you have to, and this is the thing I learned. If you do, if you're consistent and you do basic things every day, you're going to beat out 80% of the people. It's all about staying consistent. So I didn't necessarily do anything extremely special. I just did my shit every day. You know, I, I posted every day. I, I trained every day. I wasn't late. I had good business. Doing that over a period of time will beat out a lot of people. Yeah. And in the fitness industry, trainers, like I said before, aren't exactly the most hardworking business people. They want to train because it's easy for them and you know they don't have to get a job. And I've seen it firsthand. This is why I'm very critical of trainers. Um, I brought a hard-nosed, grinding business aspect mindset to it, and I just stay consistent. And that's the main thing. So where did your, uh, you were a basketball player for a number of yeah. years and growing up as a kid before you were pro, where did you yep. get your business um, acumen or instincts uh, from? Yes. So my, my whole family is entrepreneurs, my uncle especially. Um, and I was able to, you know, to be brought up with strong people starting their own business. And I got to see what they did every day. I would go on ride-alongs with my uncle at eight, nine years old. And all he did was drive from place to place and then talk to his employees. And that was it. And I'm like, so how do you have all this uncle? And he pretty much said, cause I do it every day. You know, it, people don't want to stay consistent. They want to go party. They want to, they want to go on vacation all the time. I didn't. And I know that's not for everybody, but I did my stuff every day. And so for me, got to see that when I was a young kid, you know, consistency beats out a lot, a lot of people because a lot, a lot of people don't stay consistent and, you know, hard work, the ROI on hard work today is the highest it's ever been because people don't want to work hard. They want to make money quick and as easy as possible. I come from a generation, I'm 37. I feel like I'm the last generation of like, let's fucking work. And so, um, you know, I brought that in, I brought that into my, my business. Yeah, you're, uh, I'm just turned 45, by the way. So I'm like the, you're kind of the early millennial generation. Yeah. Mindset is not necessarily millennial. It's no, certainly not from a ethic standpoint, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, that's an interesting point you made. It, it gives you a competitive advantage when you have a different mindset from a business standpoint. It gives you, yes. You, know, you can't criticize people necessarily for what they want out of life, but if they're going to compete against you in business, you know, exactly. They're, they have, they're at a disadvantage, you know, exactly. So, and like I said before, my mindset is not for everyone. A lot of people would be okay with letting their business take a little bit of a hit if they get to go vacation and go to Miami and go party. That's perfect. But for me, like I said before, I have the Kobe mindset. Like, I want to be great, I want to be the best. So, if I really want that, sacrifices need to be made. And because my business and the success of my business was always number one, I had no problem doing that. Now, as you've shifted over the last you know year or so, year or two from mm -hmm. kind of face-to-face, -face, growing your online, now being kind of purely remote, online, product-based, et cetera, do you take the same level of intensity or... At this point, mm -hmm. are you, you know, are you backing off a little bit and taking some time? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a great question. I've actually uh, increased my intensity. <laughs> and it's not in the, I'm going to go actually physically go train you. But, you know, I can work from home now, but I am still doing whatever needs to be done. I have employees and they, they help me greatly, but I'm going to do whatever needs to be done to make sure my business keeps thriving. You know, we have, you know, I now I'm not training 30 clients. I'm training a thousand and I have seven products that we're selling on Amazon that need to be, make sure we have them in stock and make sure the seller account is good. There's a whole, there's a lot that goes on into it. So Rovox, where fashion meets fitness. So Ryan, you kind of jumped into it as a business from your, really your sports career. And so mm-hmm. where did you get your business uh, acumen or experience per se? I mean, you, you were an athlete up until the point that you started this. So how do you know how to run it like a business? Where did you get that? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to have an amazing, um, amazing uncle, amazing family that, you know, are entrepreneurs and then be able to, you know, see what they do. They ran laundromats, they, you know, uh, car washes, you know, concrete, building houses. And I was able just to see, you know, how someone did all this. And it, it, it goes back to what I said, just staying consistent, doing simple things every day. And I got to see my uncle go to job to job and talk and to see what he did. And nothing was like, oh my God, how did you do this? It was putting people in places to do their job and then just staying consistent and doing good business. And so I was able to see that as a young kid. And, you know, just because basketball was gone, I didn't drop in my competitiveness. So when I started my business, I still want to be the best. I still want to do these great things. And I brought my, the things I learned from, you know, playing basketball, you know, the, the values of hard work and perseverance and not quitting and, you know, not making excuses into my business because those transfer as well. And, you know, I was able to, because basketball, you know, athletics and business are a lot of the same values that make you yeah. successful in them. The so uh, and the hard work drive. Exactly. And if you don't work hard, you're not going to see it. And you got to put those, just like you did, you know, me putting those, you know, hundred hour weeks when you're a beginner, it, you know, you have to do that. You know, when you're starting, you can't just jump into the retire mode. You have yeah. to put in yeah. hours of work. Yeah, it's one of those things now for me that was 25 years ago, basically. And now I have a wife and kids and I can't really do 100 hours a week without not being and not be a good uh, exactly parent and spouse, basically. So for sure, there's part of me that enjoys where I'm at today. But there's also a part of me that looks back and is like, man, those were like kind of awesome. Yeah, that kind of, you know, and maybe when my kids are out of high school and we can do a business together or what have you, like, you know, maybe we can do a... I don't know if it'd be 100 hours a week or not, but somewhere in that neighborhood where you're just fully committed, you know, yes. and you have more, um, you can really focus. Like, it's not all fun, but it is, there's an aspect of like, just see what you can do when you put all your energy. Yeah, it's all you have. I mean, I'm sure you didn't have, you know, a wife or kids at that time, you know, so in for, for me, you know, I'm single, I don't have any kids, so I'm able to put all my energy into that. I have a dog, but still, besides my dog, it's just like, it's just my baby, you know, it is my family, my business. Yeah. 
So, um, so as you look to the future, you've obviously we know where you've kind of been and started as uh, obviously in basketball and then as a trainer and now as really a business person who's growing a kind of a training company, a remote, you mm-hmm. know, online, et cetera. You've got seven or eight products you're selling on Amazon. Um, what does the future look like? What's, uh, yeah. where are you going in the next three to five to? Maybe- of course. It's a great question, man. My North star, my number one goal is always to help people. There's always going to be more people to help no matter how many I help. There is more. So I, I always keep that as my, you know, my guiding light. I'm a person that is kind of going to sound a little bit off. I don't really set goals because I don't know where life is going to take me. Like five years ago, my goal was to put a thrive trainer in every city in America and have all these trainers. You know, I quickly learned that that's going to be a horrible life for me because managing people on that scale especially when you have, you put your name on their work is not what I want to do. And so then I became online, you know, and two years ago, I had no idea I wanted to make fitness products, but now that's a big part of my business. So I'm, what I do is I'm very open to what comes, but I keep the basic values of hard work, treating people right and doing good business as my baseline. Um, My goal, my number one goal is to grow my online family to 2000, 3000, 5000 people, you know, I have a, an amazing fitness product line that I want to do really well because they're amazing products and they help people. And the, my format was what I patent. It's a, a mat that helps you put your feet in right places for you to squat, deadlift, RDL. A lot of people don't know form. So I'm able to now help people with form from all over the world. Um, I want to grow that, you know, and just keeping that as the baseline, um, my two main things are my products and my online and maybe three to five years, maybe I do an acquisition, you know, where I sell my company. So I'm very open to everything that can come, but you know, me growing what I have now is my, my three to five year plan. Yeah. Taking your thousand to 1500, growing that mm-hmm. 3000 to, to whatever, exactly the five or more, whatever that leads to. Uh, yes. Growing the sales of your products, probably adding a few new products, I would imagine. Yep. Yep. Are most of your sales on Amazon or do you sell through other channels as well? Yeah. I uh, Most of it's on Amazon. I sell through my site as well, ryanreathrive.com. I sell through my site, but you know, Amazon, people trust Amazon. Uh, it's fast shipping, it's free shipping. So um, most of it is all my, 80% of my e-commerce is done through Amazon. Yeah. As you know, we have a extensive background in Lots of yeah. consumer products on Amazon ourselves. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the questions I like to ask guests is how they, uh, you know, keep fit while they run the yeah. business. But I probably don't need to ask you that question because that sort of <laughs> fitness is kind of your business. It, it, it's, still, it's still something that needs to be done. And it's sometimes yeah. you don't want to do it. You know, I, I make sure my rule is that I put an hour a day into my body. That's been my hard rule for the past year now. And I do a half hour of cardio and then I do about 35 to 40 minutes tops of weights. Then I get up early, 6.30, I do my cardio. I'm fortunate enough to have a treadmill in my house. So I do my incline walking or I do my interval running and then I do my lifts later on. But that is a huge part of my life because doing that is you're more confident. You feel better about yourself. You sleep better. You're stronger. 
it's directly correlated with my quality of life. You're more creative. So, your brain is the whole thing. It's kind of whole thing think about it. Like, you know, if you're, uh, you have less time to work is one way you could look at it, but you can't work as well if you don't do it. Right. You just, it's, it's exactly got to do. It's um, an investment. You know, so I run each day and one of the things that I, I know and I love running and I, like I've talked to you about, you know, with uh, my kids, Sony and Eric, and we do it like every day. And I've worked out over the, you know, my whole life, basically, even when I wasn't running in high school or running now doing elliptical and push-ups, sit-ups, different yeah. dumbbells, whatever. But what I think kind of switched for me maybe a few years ago with running was if I looked at it as I got to find, am I going to work out today? And how much and when is it going to be like thinking about it each day, then you inevitably end up with days you don't do it or you don't get as much done or it ends up being, you know, just not where it needs to be. And, yes. you know, I like, like you said, you've got your hour a day, you start your day. And I guess like for me, kind of on a similar path is, you know, probably two, three years ago, I basically was committing to running just about every day. And as of November 30th of 2020, I just flipped that switch to just like, I realized I was feeling better when I yeah. run every day. So I literally have run every day from November 30th, uh, you know, 16, almost exactly 16 months ago. And the point is, then you don't think about, uh, you don't forget to do it. You yeah. don't prioritize other things. I mean, you have other priorities in your life, but you don't not do it. You know what I mean? When you've got that yes. daily routine, it's just, no, I'm, I mean, Part of your day. I'm a coach, so obviously when I'm a coach, I have a set time when I'm going to be. But if I don't have that and it's just me or me and you know one or two of my kids, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter yeah. of when. You know when. What I mean? And it just isn't. And so you, when you think like that, it makes it, I think, and you almost have to, to make it that priority basically, right? Because then it's, otherwise you get too busy. You get it's enough, uh, yes. You know, things come up, but if it, when you know it's something you just do, it's part of yes. you. You don't forget. You don't forget to breathe and eat, do you? Exactly. You, know? you don't forget exactly. to do your exercise or run if that's part of your, you know. And maybe that's not for everybody. Some people need days off, or some people. But the more days off you take, then it makes it easier to flip the other days to days off. Too. Exactly. And I tell my clients that it's a non-negotiable. So we don't even we don't even talk to ourselves about not going. You just do it. Like, do you have to shower today? Do you have to eat today? Right. It's something that you just do. And so, um, and I'm I'm the same man. I say you know one full rest day a week is fine. You know, if you, working out is good for us, it's healthy for us. So if we're eating correctly and we're getting enough sleep, working out is you can do that daily, and you don't have to take too many days off because just like you said one day off can turn into two and once you get in a row three four then you've fallen off one thing that i learned last year um from going with my kids to a running camp uh was that most injuries occur and this was in relation to running but i would kind of bet it probably goes to all sports Mm -hmm. is that most injuries occur the day after a day off yeah and i I can see that up until that point, well, I started figuring it out on my own because I started realizing I, I used to take a day off a week because I thought my body maybe needed it. But then I started realizing that the day after the day off, I never felt any better. I felt worse. Yeah. So then yeah. I started, that's kind of what got me into the seven days. But then when I yeah. heard this from, and I'm not saying I was injured, but then I heard this from, you know, this other national level coach and he mentioned this and I thought to a few of the athletes that I had with some small injuries and I was like, yeah, they were on Mondays. 
you know, and, and I thought to myself about my own situation. I was like, yeah, I never felt better the day. I said, if you, if I feel like I'm in bad shape and I need a rest, then for me, and that's maybe a 30 minute easy run, not a right, right. and don't do anything. Uh, right. Cause your body just doesn't react well to that as a, as an athlete, yeah. you know, keep the, keep the wheels moving. Yes. It doesn't have to be intense, right? Like from your standpoint, exactly. you have to go do heavy squats and uh, deadlifts seven days a week, but you right. do something, right? You do something to kind of keep moving the, uh-huh. and uh, the blood flow. We call it, it, we call it an active rest day on my yeah. program. So, yeah. Perfect. So it's been uh, great chatting with you today, Ryan, is getting to know your, yeah. uh, your story and um, you know, congratulations on your business and really going from that low point of your career, yeah. which was like devastating to really catapulting from that to make that your, you know, the, the catalyst really for what then became your business. And exactly. You never would wish the injury on yourself. And you think, well, if that didn't happen, your business won't be where it's at today either. So it's kind of a, like, it just, it all has worked out, out well. And, you know, all, everyone who's listening, you know, I'm, I'm actually getting a tattoo tomorrow that says, you know, no rain, no flowers. And that has been two or three times, actually three times in my life for anyone who's going through this now, the worst thing imaginable that you could think you're going through, if you're going through some really, really bad things now, most likely is going to lead to some amazing thing. At the time, we don't think that. We yeah. think this is the worst things. But, you know, maybe even for you, you know, some things at the time that you thought, God, my life is just, I'm fucked. And then you look back and say, holy, sh-, this led to amazing things. That's happened over and over again in my life. And so, you know, it's especially when you have a mindset where you're going to keep going, you know, everything that every bad thing that we go through, there is something, there is a positive spin on it. It's just mindset. How do you look at it? Try to keep your gratitude, basically. And your thing. Exactly. Keep your faith and, uh, you know, keep yes. and things will, you know, you can get through it. It doesn't make it go away instantly, but there is the, mm-hmm. there can be a light at the end of the exactly. tunnel, yep. basically. Is there anything today that I didn't ask that you wish that I uh, would have? Oh man, I think we covered everything. You know, um, I'm an athlete at first, you know, and then I went to a, you know, a business owner and, you know, my goal is to help people, but I feel like, you know, in whatever you do, like your son, right. He's talked about your son, how, how he's amazing at what he does, but the things that make him amazing are his, how he approaches it, his mindset. Yes. He's gifted physically, but what we take into everything we do it all translates, right? And this is why I was able to go from an athlete to a business owner. Um, and I had my struggles, but I was able to do it seamlessly because I, I took my core values that I brought into my athletics into my business. And I feel like if we all do that, anyone, no matter what you do, if you're going into a new job and you don't know how to do it, if you bring hard work, you're dedicated, you're going to figure it out, that can translate into anything. And I, I feel like I'm a true testament to that because I didn't know how to train. I didn't know how to be a business owner. I was an athlete. And so because I took certain core values into that, I was able to make it successful. And I feel like if, you know, if whatever people go through that they might not be the best at, you can make it, you can be great by just doing simple things, you know? So being consistent, right? Don't look for the shortcuts. Yeah, keep going. 
Yeah. And just in doing the simple things, you know, uh, what made the greats great, what made Kobe, what made Mike Jordan, you know, amazing. It's just, they worked every day. They made sacrifices. You got to find out how big of a goal you want and what do you want to do in life? And you have to just work at it. You have to make it your baby. And so, you know, that this is why I tell my clients, you know, they, sometimes they come to me with three, four times a week, they work out. I'm like, that's not enough. We want to be great in what we do. We have to make this every day. And so, you know, I, I'm just a testament to doing simple things daily. That right there will be out, like I said, 80% of people. So that's what message I want to get across to your listeners for sure. Cool. Um, you've mentioned this maybe once or twice, but want to make sure it's real clear that uh, our listeners know where to find. Uh, yes. Thank you. So go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my website is ryanreedthrive.com and my Instagram and my TikTok is ryanreedthrive uh, at ryanreedthrive. So those are the places you can find me. Sounds good. And Reed is R E. A A D. Yes. Yes. Well, Ryan, it's been uh, a lot of fun having you on the show. Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is the fit for success podcast. I'm Brian Semling.